If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. Students have created videos talking about what STEAM means to them and how it's put them on a path they never imagined. And then some students are choosing to actually come live to the event in December with their teachers. The 8th Annual California STEAM Symposium is coming up quickly, and this year it's all online. Every year, nonprofit Californians Dedicated to Education Foundation co-host this exciting three-day symposium where they explore a wide variety of ways that educators can give students ownership of their own educational journey by relating science, technology, engineering, art, and math to their worlds. The symposium is hands-on, highly imaginative, and a lot of fun. Teachers get a chance to find out how to create things that include robotics, light-up wearables, and various types of media. And before the all-virtual California STEAM Symposium is happening this year in December, there's going to be an online pre-conference. Karen Warner is the STEAM Program Manager at the Californians Dedicated to Education Foundation. Karen, what was involved for the CDE Foundation in taking your amazing California STEAM Symposium all-virtual this year? Well, you know, coming up to the decision that we had to make to take it virtual, we decided that in May of this past year, we had some trepidation. It's like, how do you do this? Going from what would be thousands of people in person at an event to making it something that can be engaging online. And we actually have found that there are a number of really wonderful side benefits to having a virtual symposium. One is that people are able to come. It's more inclusive because we're able to welcome people not only from California, but we have people from all over the world because now there aren't the travel budgets and having to book things to consider and taking days off or getting subs. All of those things are able to not factor in, and so we are delighted to see that we're able to bring people who maybe would not have been able to come to an in-person event in California this year. So sometimes there are silver linings. My biggest how-do-you-do-this question would concern the big strength of California STEAM Symposium, which is you had the most amazing makerspaces and hands-on activities, and people were very, very interactive. How are you doing that this year? So we are still, of course, going to have our makerspace, and we are going to have drop-in activities where people will be able to use household, normal household kind of materials to build fabulous things. So not only will people be able to choose to have the drop-in that they're used to in person, but now it'll be virtual so they can just drop in and make and ask questions and try to get ideas for how they can give that same kind of experience to their students. But we also are going to be having breakout sessions that people will be getting to have that hands-on, really interactive experience as well. So, you know, if wherever you are with your laptop, tablet, however you come to the symposium, basically you need a few things that are in your kitchen and a few things that maybe you already have at your desk area. So, you know, maybe some tinfoil and some string and 
a few other items, and I think people will be amazed at the things they can make. Let's tempt some people. What's one very cool STEAM project we could make right now if I had some string and tin foil and I were, let's say, a homeschooling parent? You know, one of the things that, you know, let's say you have a mask and you need to be able to make that mask like a little place to hang it. So maybe you've washed it and now you need to dry it. So with just some things that you've got right on hand, you could make a little mask hook or you could, you know, make something that would actually hold your, you know, pencils. Maybe you've got a messy desk the way I do and you could make some things using just the materials that you've got on hand. You could take some tinfoil, form it and maybe use the string to kind of hold it on the outside, coil it, and there you've got something to hold your pens or pencils, crayons, markers, and that kind of thing. I don't want to forget to mention before we get talking more about the sessions that you have something special coming up prior to the California STEAM Symposium itself. Would you tell me how this came about, please? Yes, I'm very excited about this. It's coming up on Tuesday, November 17th. We are having a pre-conference event that will be celebrating teachers and the art of teaching. And similar to our back-to-school pre-conference that we had in August, we don't want to make people wait for just the end of the year to experience some of these things because we know people need support now. And so we're bringing programming that can help people along as they move through the school year. And so this Celebrating Teachers pre-conference is going to have two keynote speakers. One of them is Jose Luis Bilson, who is a really powerful voice on race and social justice and education and ways to navigate those issues in the classroom. He is a veteran New York City math teacher, so we thought who better to talk with teachers about the realities that they're seeing now with their students and what's going on in their communities than a teacher himself. So he will be coming. He's an author. He's an activist, has spoken, has his TED Talk. So there's a lot of different ways that people can plug into Jose Luis Bilson ahead of time to see who is he and what is he about. And I'm really excited about the inspirational type of keynote that he'll be giving. And then immediately following his talk on that Tuesday will be Darren Newen, who is going to be giving a TikTok science talk. He's known for his lab shenanigans. He's really popular on TikTok. He's known as the new Bill Nye for, let's say, millennials. And he is just an energetic, high-energy kind of person. And he is going to be talking with teachers about how to engage students virtually online so that they can get excited and get their hands on and their minds on science. I would highly recommend Jose Luis Wilson's TED Talk. What are some of the ways that teachers can do what he's recommending and have a voice in the way that we're changing the future with all the challenges they have right now? You know, I think that teachers, we recognize struggles and things that our students are going through, and we want to extend, you know, support and compassion for them, but we also have to recognize that there is a community that we can create within our 
interactions with students and in our classrooms that can be connected to the community outside of our classroom. And it's really critical that students see themselves in our classrooms as being a community member and not that they're just in the class for that, but then they go back to the real world. The classroom really has to bring the real world in with that student, validate that where they're coming from and what they're feeling is real, and that it's a place where they can be safe to explore it, discuss it, and be able to dream about what their future that they want to have. So there needs to not be that divide for the students between what their outside life is and their inside classroom life is. Whether it's an inside classroom, in-person classroom, or virtual classroom, just to create space for the student to be able to talk about what's real to them and have the work that they're expected to do in the classroom be connected some way to what they are experiencing outside. And in fact, that harks right back to the concept you introduced before when you and I spoke. You mentioned that you saw students as your co-workers, your collaborators as a teacher yourself. I found that an interesting different perspective than what traditional education is and a much more, I think, future-oriented one. What new perspectives do you see with Darren Nguyen's work that teachers could take away and use, let's say, the week after the pre-conference? Yeah, I think Darren is really going to help us during the pre-conference really look at specific ways, like it's going to be a how-to guide. How do you create something that students want to engage in? So he'll be doing that TikTok science talk at the pre-conference, but I should mention he also is going to be a keynote speaker for us in December as well at our California STEAM Symposium. He is going to be speaking on the final day of our symposium, and it is a family day for the first time at the symposium. We are having a special family day. We have partnered with the California PTA to invite families in. There will be special intentional programming specifically for families to bring their children, their school-age children, and there's programming for educators so they can attend things together, maker spaces together, keynotes together. And then there'll be certain breakout sessions that they can go to a student showcase so that they'll be mingling with the educators in the one big family day, educator day on Sunday, December 13th, which is the last day of our same symposium. So Darren will be there bringing all these people together and I think igniting the passion for science and helping families and educators see how they can come and rally together to help kids get excited about the things that are STEAM and that all kids really deserve to have opportunities like that where they can make and have their hands active, their minds active, and really pursue things that maybe they hadn't seen themselves being that kind of student, and hopefully they'll come away and realize they are that math student, they are that science student, they are that, you know, art student that really has a lot of great opportunities ahead. I really love how STEAM will get kids thinking that way, where they think they're not good at math, but now they're designing something. They think they're not good at science, but now how do you make a Rube Goldberg machine work? And they're doing science without realizing it. 
what if a parent, a homeschooling parent, or a distance learning teacher is listening and says, well, how do I get my kids involved in Family Day, or how do I get into the California STEAM Symposium and learn more about this? How do they find out more? So if they go to steamcalifornia.org, there is a Family Day tab, and we have a special price just for families because they'll be coming to that special day and it's $45 and they can bring all their children and just let them experience together what it's like to make together and learn together and listen and you know get active together. We are offering as well we have some embedded tracks Besides this family day, there are other tracks going on through the event, which is December 11th through the 13th. And one of those tracks is the winter of CS, so computer science. And they're they're really building on an event that happened this summer, which was the summer of CS, where people would get to learn a lot about doing all kinds of programming and coding. And even if you don't know anything about it, there's plenty there that can get you started. And if you're an expert, there's ways to go even deeper. So we have over 20 breakout sessions in this track so that even on family day, if families want to code together, we have different kinds of sessions for them so that they can learn that. And if you are a teacher and you've been teaching coding and programming and you want to get some new ideas, we have the more expert level as well. Coding can also intimidate a lot of people if they're not familiar with it. What's one session you have for somebody who's, let's say, a level one beginner and thinks, oh no, coding, yikes. Right. Well, you know, I, as a former kindergarten teacher, one of the things I used to teach my kindergartners is how to code, but I never started with having a device in front of them. I would pair them up, and so if this was, let's say, a family at home, you could have the parent be the robot and the child be the programmer who was going to tell the robot what to do, and then I would just have the student make little symbols. So maybe it's a little arrow that goes to the left or an arrow that goes to the right, and then they could do like three arrows to the right, and that would tell the robot, the person who is the robot, to then turn three times to the right and then one to the left. And so I would take the kids outside to the playground, so go outside, have something like a hula hoop or a circle or maybe there's a sidewalk square, and see if you can get your robot there by using just symbols that you agree upon what the symbols mean to get there and It was very funny seeing the kids do it because they realized you can't just say, no, 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 I didn't mean to turn right, I meant left, because a robot or a computer doesn't, isn't intuitive that way to go, oh, well, I knew you meant that, so I did that even though the code said to do this. And it was a really great introduction into, you know, very explicit coding commands that eventually can turn into get a device and then start coding in a program like Scratch Junior or Scratch, but it works really well to do, I guess, what you would call pseudocode. It's not real code, and it's the beginnings of things, but it's, you know, doing loops and different kinds of things that you can do just on paper with your mom or dad robot actually following the commands, and that's the beginnings of programming. 
How much fun and how imaginative is that? I love it. And registering for the California STEAM Symposium means you also get full access to the pre-conference. I've been talking about two events, the one in November and the one in December, but it's just one registration, and it's two events, and so you get, it's like a bonus. Register for the December theme symposium, and you get the pre-conference on November 17th as a bonus. So one registration, two events. What has been one of your favorite creative challenges so far in taking the California STEAM Symposium virtual? What's been most fun for you as a teacher and a creative? Oh, you know, I am having the pleasure of being in charge of putting the student showcase together. And in years past, we've always had student showcases where it would be on a day and people would come and see the demonstrations of projects that different students had created. And so trying to figure out how do I do a student showcase event within this virtual event took some creativity on our team's part to figure it out. And I'm excited that we now have multiple ways for students to get involved. So it could be asynchronously. And what I mean by that is students have created videos that they submitted to us, and it is where they talk about how excited they are about a project they just created. And then we get to see the video of what their creation was. Some people have actually created videos talking about what STEAM means to them, how it's changed their life in essence, and how it's put them on a path they never imagined. And then some students are choosing to actually come live to the event in December with their teachers. And so in one instance, we have 12 students who are coming with their teacher. Of course, it's going to be virtual, but they're going to come and showcase one of their videos and then be there for a panel discussion so that other people can ask how they were able to create what they created, what that creative process was like, and how did they actually create the video being that they were not all together in one room to what that would normally you know, be a class, how did they do this all virtually? So I would say the student showcase is going to be much bigger this year because we, again, don't have to worry about travel and getting kids out of school and figuring out the transportation. They can log in from wherever they are and lead a breakout session, show a video, and just give us the joy of getting to be with students during the same symposium. I fell in love with that Rube Goldberg machine from Rialto High School last year. They are really going to have to go some to beat that, but I bet the students are capable of rising to the challenge here. We did not look yet at the sessions. You mentioned Darren Newen as a keynote speaker, but suppose now it's the 11th of December. What time do things start, and what kind of a preview can we give of what we're going to experience? So the STEAM Symposium will be starting in the afternoon on Friday, December 11th. And each day, that Friday, that Saturday, and Sunday, not only will there be breakout sessions and keynote speakers, but there will also be wellness activities. So we have different folks coming in to share their expertise on mindfulness and meditation and helping you get your body healthy and de-stressed if you're feeling a little stressed. And so each day is going to have a flow to it where you will also 
be in sessions, and then we're giving time for people to have networking breaks because we know that a lot of times you come not only to learn things but to meet other people. And so with our online platform, there is a way to network with other people, visit other people. We'll have an exhibition hall, and we have a lot of vendors there, and so you can go and meet up with those vendors the way well, in a different way than you would do normally where you would walk out the expo hall, but there's still a way to live connect and learn from the things in the exhibition hall. What is the online platform you're using? We are going to be using a platform called Hopin. Over the many months that we have been doing different kinds of programming, we've learned that Hopin really allows some features that we think our participants will really enjoy. So that they'll, it's intuitive. You can go to your general session and then they have the breakout sessions. They have a place to go to so you can experience the expo hall and another place for the networking. So once you go in, then you can explore. And I like that there's a lot of choice in this. So you can choose what sessions you want to go to. And a beautiful part of this is that we will be recording all the sessions Because in years past, people were like, oh, there was so much going on, and I wanted to go to five different sessions, but they were all happening at the same time. This year, you go to one of the sessions, and those other four that you wanted after the event, those recordings will be available to all of our participants, and they can watch it at their convenience and get all the great content that they were hoping to get at a time that, you know, really works for them. And of course, with the pandemic, we're all still getting used to virtual experiences. Karen says guidance is available. If people are listening and wondering, like, oh, I've never been to this symposium, or maybe, you know, never been to a virtual event, how will I even get started with this? I will be leading a newcomer's orientation, both at the pre-conference and at the STEAM symposium in December, And they can just meet me there. They'll log in, and I'll be there to greet them, and I'll give them an orientation so that by the time that the doors open, they're ready to go. So I'm there for them. Nice. What time and what track is this for them to log in? When they meet me, newcomer's orientation is the very beginning of each day of the symposium. And so the time vary depending on the day. But when you come into the platform, you're in like the general area and it'll have a session called Newcomers and you just click on Newcomers and I will be in that room waiting for them. Let's look at a couple of the, I believe you call them the strands and the pathways. And with the pathways, do I have it right being the different types of sessions you have? So we have the ability for the participants to choose their own pathways that they would like to follow. And so the strands that we have, which are like the themes of the different breakout sessions, are things like building a thriving STEAM team and connecting and sharing the joy of learning. Or you could choose to go to sessions that are more on celebrating the art of teaching and advancing STEAM equity in all learning environments. So those are the big major themes When we had our call for proposals, we said, these are the things participants really want to hear about. And so then within those themes, there are pathways. And the pathways are basically where you can kind of choose your own adventure.
decide what things really resonate with you as you're going and from the perspective you have or the lens you have, what sort of things you want to learn and experience. And so it could be, we have 15 different pathways. So there are things, you know, like if you were interested in distance learning, that's something that you really want to hear what's the latest now and how to best practice for distance learning. That's a pathway you could go down. There are health and wellness pathways. There are, of course, social justice, equity pathways. There are just a myriad different pathways that you can choose if you are early learning, an early learning educator, and you really want to look at those sorts of things. There's arts and media entertainment pathways. So I think that I love that there's choice, and I also love that if you are the type that kind of go into the candy store and you want to sample a little of everything, you could come to the symposium that way and sort of jump around from one track to another and sample things. But if you are the type that you go into the candy store and you love dark chocolate and you only want to eat different things that are dark chocolate, at the symposium you can do the same thing. You can say, you know what, I'm a librarian and I really want to go to sessions that are more focused on that track and we have something each day for you as well. And you don't have to miss anything because, as you've said before, you are recording all of this. Exactly. I know I'm one of those people when I go to conferences. In the past, when I would go in person, I would wear myself out running from one you know, breakout room to the other. And so I love this idea that you can have it all <laughs> with this. And you don't have to consume everything in just those three days of the symposium you can take in all the newness and meet people and do the wellness sessions, the keynotes. And then, you know, as the weeks go by, you can take in the other sessions as you want. Let's look at that issue of STEAM equity. How do we accomplish this when we're doing distance education? And let's say that with different economic circumstances, some students may not have access to a computer. They may not have the internet connectivity. You know, that is such a, it's just such a heartbreaking problem because it's something that existed even before COVID-19 and all that we've been going through over this past year. We knew already that there was not the equity there that we needed. And it's just that the pandemic has really shined a brighter light on a problem that was already existing. And so... You know, we are trying to help at a state level through the Digital Divide Fund to be able to provide devices to all students because you can't really have online learning if you can't get online. But then beyond even like, okay, if I'm a student and I need a device now, I have a device, well, I have to have really reliable, stable connectivity. Because if I have the device, but I can't really get online or I'm having to share my Internet connectivity with other people in my building or household and I'm not able to have it as reliable, well, the device doesn't really do me any good either. So that stability, having a device, and then to be able to have teachers who have had the time to be able to really learn what are the best engaging ways to get that student, once they've logged on, 
to want to learn in that way. And so there's multiple opportunities here for being able to bring children all online in a way that is equitable and in a way that they can actually learn and don't fall behind because certain people are automatically already have had access. And for those who haven't, getting them access is something that I think will really benefit us after this pandemic is done. We have had, we've been forced to look at this in a closer, more immediate way. And I hope that this is one of the benefits coming out of this time is that we will have been able to bring this to an area where it could be equitable so that then all students really do have access. And whether it's STEAM or, you know, any sort of learning, you know, we want them all to be able to reach their potential and go places that we know they can go and we don't want to have any opportunities closed off for them. You can't see me nodding my head violently here. I totally agree. Tell me, please, also about the AME strand. This strikes me as something that that's a way to really get the kids engaged and, yes, now they want to learn. Oh, I'm really excited. This year we have partnered with AME, and we have three of their partners that are going to be coming in and giving presentations. One of them is Canva, and I don't know if you've ever had a chance to create something in Canva. I get to use it in my work and personal world. It's just a delight to be able to create infographics and posters and brochures and, you know, just I did a thank you note for a coworker, and it's just a wonderful way to condense information into a very visual form, and I know students love doing that, and to be able to do it online where you've got all these images, and especially I know they love all the different font styles. When I was a classroom teacher, kids love to play around with the different font styles and colors, but to be able to present, you know, what you're learning, what you know, and what you want to share out in a really visual way. Is, is so much fun. And so we have someone from Canva who's going to be coming and talking about how can teachers really ignite that passion even more in their students. We also have someone from Dolby who's going to be coming to talk and from Soundtrap going to be talking about podcasting, actually, and how to help students create podcasts to use that as a means for demonstrating what they're learning. Wow. Comes right back to why didn't they have this when you and I were in school? This is so amazing. I'm thrilled to see this happen for the kids. A lot of times with a conference, people get all fired up while it's happening. And then the day after, suddenly they go back to what they were doing. How do we avoid this with California STEAM Symposium? How do we keep that fire going? You know, I think one of the ways that works for me is to be a really active learner the way we want our students to be. And so each session, when we were doing our call for proposals, we asked the people who were going to be presenting, what is the takeaway for the person who's coming? And we wanted to have really tangible takeaways because, as you said, you can go to a session and feel inspired, and then the next day it's like, yeah, but I have to, you know, do this lesson. And if you don't have something that can directly translate into something that's actionable or something that you can share right away, it's not likely to become a new habit and so or a part of 
like really integrated into your unit or your lesson plan. And so I'm really confident that the presenters are bringing things that are actionable, that are really thought-provoking and something that can become a new habit for a teacher to share out or a way to share out. And so I think that that's be an active learner and really push on the presenters to be sure that they're giving you something that you can take away and can make an immediate impact with your students. And finally, Karen, as an active learner and teacher yourself, what do you consider one of the most important lessons you've learned about innovation, creativity, and making a difference from taking California STEAM Symposium virtual? Oh, you know, I think that in order to be innovative, that a person also really needs to be open and let the ego go to the side. Because when there's innovation, there's bound to be something that doesn't work, doesn't go quite as planned. So as much as possible, have a backup plan, provide a little grace. (laughs) I try to provide a little grace for myself, like, okay, I get really excited and I really want to try something, and then it's just not going to quite pan out the way I want. Well, I have a backup plan. And with the symposium, you know, like I was mentioning with the student showcase, there were all kinds of ideas, but when it came down to it, it's like, what's going to make the best experience for the students and for the people who are really wanting to learn from the students? And so it's like dream big, and then there's reality, and you act on what the reality is. And just me trying to put my ego and all my expectations to the side a little bit and just focus on, you know, if you start with thinking about the students, you're bound to take a good path as you go forward. Karen, thank you for your time today. Oh, this has been such a pleasure. I really appreciate getting to talk with you. And I would like to offer to your listeners, if they go to steamcalifornia.org, we have a special discount code for them, and they can type in the promo code over coffee and receive a discount because I really hope to see all your listeners there. It would be really great. And I really look forward to seeing you there, Dot. I am looking forward to attending this, and thank you. You and I have been listening to Karen Warner, STEAM Program Manager at the Californians Dedicated to Education Foundation. The CTE Foundation is co-hosting the 8th Annual California STEAM Symposium completely online from Friday, December 11th through Sunday, December 13th. As Karen mentioned, their pre-conference, Celebrating Teachers and the Art of Teaching, is included in the admission price when you sign up for the California STEAM Symposium, and the pre-conference happens Tuesday afternoon, November 17th. There's also a special discount for you as a listener to this podcast. Go to steamcalifornia.org, and when you register, type in Over Coffee to receive a discount. Once again, that's steamcalifornia.org. Type in Over Coffee and receive a discount, and I'll see you at the 8th Annual California STEAM Symposium December 11th through December 13th. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.